This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. We are the podcast that is going back and rewatching every game of the Dynasty Era Patriots. We are, we've made it through the 2004 regular season, and we are getting to, I'd say, one of my sneaky favorite games, the 2004 AFC Championship game. Patriots traveling to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, the old ketchup bottle itself. Rest in peace. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but with me today, as always, my trusty brothers, Steve Brown, all the way from Virginia. What's going on, Steve? This is this is exciting. This isn't just a podcast where we do games with names. We do every game, including the oh, games with names. That's right. We'll get to that. Yeah, fucking Edelman. <laughs> yeah, so Greg is also here. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Just dandy. Yeah. Only Unlike two games left, guys. Two games left? Yeah, we're we're stopping after the <laughs> third goal, right? Oh, is that right? Yeah. So then one game left? Greg, I'm I, seeing I think... what I need to see. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we'll pick this back up in 2016-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one way of doing it. But then everything I've set up to this would be a lie, and we can't do that to people. Should we trash Edelman? I think we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, uh, Steve, you want to uh, you, you want to give your thoughts on uh, Julian Edelman or explain what's happening for those that aren't in the know? Oh, you think I'm in the know? <laughs> I don't yes. know anything. You, well, you, know you came in hot with that. I figured you knew. What was I was going. teeing Greg up. I thought it would trigger him. <laughs> It did trigger him, but he kept it under control there for a little bit. That's that is a surprise, Craig. Are you feeling all right? Well, it's not just that one. There's another one too. Really? Well, yeah. God. See, I am not in the know. I Greg, just know about the one. Greg, Greg, catch us up. Well, I was watching the the preseason game, hmm. and like halftime, they did like legitimately like a 15 minute segment on. A podcast, Pats from the Past. Yeah. And basically, the, it's like the same thing as what we're doing. They're like, do you want to go back and relive all the greatest Patriots memories? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do And I. they like had all these that uh, got interviews with Bledsoe, yep. with Will Fork, all these guys. It's like, this is bullshit. So, you know, one of the guys that does that, right? Or used to do it, Brian Mori. We've had him on the podcast. Yeah, Greg. Nah. The yeah, guy that the guy that runs the Patriots Hall of Fame. He um, I don't know if he still it. is. We talked about that podcast on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he yeah. already had the idea. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they've been doing it before. And all they do is interviews with players. So we're, wow, we're actually encroaching on, now. on Yeah, we're encroaching on their shit by interviewing people like Kevin Falk and Matt Chatham. What's well, that? What's that uh, white girl comedian that steals all the jokes? The, the one that. Amy Schumer. Like, yeah, we're getting Amy Schumer right now, guys. <laughs> we are Amy Schumer right now. We're like the fucking Dave <laughs> no, Chappelle. They're no. the Amy Schumer. We did this first. Well, let's let's talk about something we did That's do first. Saying. Greg, you you came up with uh I think it actually quite a good, I mean, especially for you, uh idea in terms of rating these games. Because we were doing it by uh Lombardi trophies. So out of six Lombardies, how many? And I, I think that still works, but you came up with your own system. 
remind me exactly what it was. Oh, I don't remember all of them. Oh, either. God. Well, I remember the, some of them. I guess the take home point is one of them was the yeah, name the game where you can, yeah. you can say three words and define a game like Snowball, right? We all know what game that is. It has a name to it. That's two right? words. Yes. Uh, three, three words or less, right? <laughs> okay. Fine. V Snowball, Andy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 and apparently Edelman's got his fucking nose to the ground here. Yeah, what's what's his podcast called? I don't know. Is it it's something it's like Name Games game, with right? Names? Right? Games with Names. Games yeah. and Names. Yeah. Right. That's what Schumer does. She takes the joke and she just like makes it worse. the words and then it's a new joke. Yeah, to make it not as good. Yeah. I feel so, like Edelman might get better guests though than we have. Uh you would think, but his first episode that came out, the first Game with names that they did, the helmet catch. Ew. Oh, jeez! With guest Eli Manning. Oh. Whoa! What are you doing? It's right? Rather disrespectful. And like, what audience are you, you trying to get with that? Exactly. <laughs> well, not not New England audience. I guess he already has that, right? Did you listen to it, Andy? No, I'm refusing to listen to his podcast until he comes on ours. So, I'm going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find Greg's when he announced his rating system uh and i'll i'll share it with you too so we can fucking remember what it is and i'm going to tweet that at, at julian edelman and all of their podcast related uh, accounts until he comes on the podcast so mm. pair it with this a one's bunch a of hidden gem. highlights too so you can just this the work for kevin fall yeah well yeah no we're, we're taking a different approach with it with uh julian edelman we're going to shame him into coming on the podcast instead of i don't think it's going to work Andy. there's no shame on twitter dude We'll see. It's like the point of Twitter is you just say things without shame. We shall see. It's just a big old cess. Not corporate Twitter, though. He's part of corporate Twitter. He is? Oh, yeah. He's, he's all about branding and all that stuff. He is a brander. Yeah. And, he's and his podcast is a big brand. You can tell it's got a lot of money behind it. They have a bunch of fancy graphics and shit. I bet so there are like fancy graphics, Andy. Yeah. I'm Andy has the graphics. same soundbite from mom that he's been using for fucking... <laughs> Well, that sounds like yeah. it's three and a half right, years now. Naughty yeah. boy, right? That's right. <laughs> Very naughty. Brilliant. You're all new brilliant. ones, don't you, Andy, that we haven't heard yet? Uh, yeah, we're going to save those. Okay. But yeah, those will be coming up. Don't you worry about it. But right. speaking of things we haven't talked about, let's talk about these Steelers. Well, we this is a, uh, let's talk about, let's rate this game then if we're on the topic of the rating system. Yes, this is. It is. It is a, name a hidden game. gem, right? Because that this was one of the... Yeah. yeah. That was right below name game. name game. What would you call it? The flu game. Ooh. Oh. That's not bad. I don't know. The Brady flu game? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you got to put a poll out there and if people can recognize what game it is. Okay. All right. I will do that. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me make note of that because I have ADHD and I will forget if I don't. He didn't look so. that sick. He did not look sick at all. He did not look sick at all. Ben Roethlisberger looked sick. Yeah. But not yeah. the good kind of sick, the bad kind of sick, <laughs> the flu kind of sick. The hungover kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> to spend too much time in uh, barroom bathrooms kind of sick. <gasps> too far? No, that's, well, that's all yeah. fair game. That's, yeah, that's maybe his that TV was not broken. too long after this airing of this here. He was flying on top of the world. But I did remember a little differently. I remembered 
I thought Big Ben was like lighting it up this year. Right. But they were talking well, in the game that he hadn't, he'd really cooled off during the season. Exactly. Yeah. He, uh, it was one of those things where he hadn't lost, but it's almost like defenses had figured him out at this point. Um, and so his, his splits, I think I have him somewhere. His splits were like not great. The second Tell half. Tell me his season. splits, Andy. Let me get his splits. You want his splits? All right. Hang on. Let me, let's hear yeah. some fucking splits, dude. You want some splits? All right. Let me, uh, I'm pretty sure I took a screenshot of this. So watch this. Okay. Here you go. Hitting the rookie wall this season. Uh, first 11 games, completion percentage, 67.7. Not too shabby. Last five games, 59.4. Not so great. Touchdown and interception ratio, uh, 14 to 6. First 11 games. Now it's 4 and 9. His last Ooh, five games, four touchdowns, good. nine interceptions. So his passer rating went from 103.2 to 65.7. And they also had, I thought was actually kind of an impressive stat for, um, you know, who, who are the commentators in this? Jim Nance, Jim Nance. Yeah. That was a film. I, don't yep. know. I just made it up. Um, yeah. So uh, they came out and said that uh, because Roethlisberger's first pass in this game was like the third play of the game uh, was an interception to Greg Brown, Eugene Wilson, Eugene. Um, and so that was the first throw of the game for him was an interception. And they said uh, in seven of his 15 games that he's played, He's been picked off within the first four throws of the game, which is That's not good. Kind of bananas, and he also has uh, eight interceptions in his last eighty-seven attempts. So he's cooled off considerably. That is bad. <laughs> he, also he also threw one. He threw three picks in this game. Should have shown thrown five. Oh yeah, I wrote down that um, uh, Asante Samuel was dropping interceptions like he's practicing for the Giants Super Bowl because <laughs> oh, he could have cool. had three easily by himself. And th- this first one was one of them. It, it hit him right in the hands, and he bobbled it straight up in the air, fell over, and Eugene Wilson dove and caught it. Roethlisberger had some really bad throws in this game. But he but he still hasn't lost a game in 27 games, dating back to college. Right. Yeah. Where do you go to college, only- Steve? Miami of Ohio? Yeah, the shitty Miami. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Nicely done. I did not think you were getting that. He would go to Miami of Ohio. He, he probably would. thought it was the other Miami. He's like, yeah, he definitely <laughs> did. The guys are going to no. University of Miami. Dude, I'm going to get so many bitches there. <laughs> it's going to be party nonstop. Yeah. My guys, where's the beach? Miami, went to the U, had some <laughs> dude in his neighborhood go accidentally to Miami, Ohio, and applied. Nah. Accepted and then had to do his freshman year there before he transferred. <laughs> I bet that happens all the time. I bet it all does. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, also, um, Ben Roethlisberger's first ever throw in his first ever start was an interception. So true to form. Good at throwing picks. Rookie of the year. Was offensive it? He was officially yeah. Yeah, offensive rookie of the year. Um, but I think the criticism that he wasn't getting is a lot that you see. The criticism that Mac Jones got last year as a rookie because the Steelers team had, I think it was the second ranked rushing offense in the league because they had the deuce is loose. Exactly. So they had Deuce Staley, uh, who started off the season as a starter um, because Bettis was getting old and uh, actually got hurt in the first Patriots game week eight on Halloween when the uh, Steelers blew the doors off the Pats. 
Uh, and then the bet, uh, the bus, Jerome Bettis was, you know, rested and healthy for the first half of the season. So he started running really well. So they showed some stat where Deuce Staley had the majority of the yards, but he had one touchdown in the season and Jerome Bettis had like a quarter of the yards that he had, but he had 14 rushing touchdowns on the season. That makes so, sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and even the commenters like most of those touchdowns are probably within one yard. It was that season. Yeah. Fantasy owner's nightmare. Yeah. 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 Owning yeah. either of those. He's Staley. He's uh, on hard knocks this year. Is he? No. Yeah, coaches. He's a fucking psychopath, dude. <laughs> Color me shocked. <laughs> the whole the whole staff of the Lions is all ex players. It's like remember Aaron Glenn from the Jets. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, the like, one that Mike Mello thought was in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. he's there's still time. <laughs> coach. Yeah. Could get him for coaching. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. the defensive coordinator. And then I think Deuce Daly is the offensive coordinator. Oh, God. That team is either going to be, I think it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. I think they're probably going to be like the 90s Cowboys, where they're just the most penalized team or no, not the Cowboys, the, um, the Raiders. The most penalized team, but don't give a fuck about it. Dude, Dan Campbell rules. He is yeah. batshit insane. Like, legitimately he's insane. He's awesome. <laughs> he's probably a terrible coach, but... Well, he gave awesome. his he gave his players a players-only practice the other day. Like, he sent Good all idea. the coaches home and just, like, sat there and watched from the, the bleachers or something and just, like, let them practice themselves. Yeah, they probably just did like TikTok dances all practice and shit. <laughs> yeah, but imagine what are they going to do when they score a touchdown? Those Ooh, celebrations, yeah. those choreographed celebrations are going to be on point. That's you're implying that they're going to score touchdowns this year, Andy. Hey, everybody gets lucky. After all. Yeah. What what is the least amount of touchdowns a team has ever scored? I don't know. I don't either. Stat I'm check asking it. the stat check guy, but he's not gonna he's he's not reading for his computer, so I guess no. we'll never know. If you know. Uh, tweet at us and, and let us know what the least amount of touchdowns ever scored was. I bet Julian I knows. <laughs> I bet it was like one of those like 60s. His producer knows. We need a producer. We do need a producer. But we have we have an intern. We should probably have him on in the background looking this shit up. <laughs> we'll have him on at some point. No, fuck that. We're in front and center. Time. All right. Yeah. Get Tim on here. We will. Uh, week one of 2005. Is when you can look forward to seeing Tim on the uh, shout out, pod. Tim. Shout out, Tim. All right. Uh, let's see. Other Steelers of note. Are there any? Number there one are. ranked defense in the league, points and yards. Correct. Yep. Absolute steel curtain sort of thing. Uh, yeah, really built... good against the run, right? <clears throat> Real good against the run. Yeah. Um, which you could see in this game. Uh, and actually, the last time the Patriots played them, they tied the record for least amounts of rushing attempts in a game. With six, because five yards, right? Something like that, yeah. Because Corey Dillon <laughs> was injured for that game, so they were back in this one. And I have to say, um, I enjoyed this game so much. I, I kind of watched it twice. I watched the regular version on YouTube, and then I also watched the three games to glory version. And the the you know the NFL films like narrator guy who does it was throwing some bombs. Like it was here. Let me. Uh, I did the same thing, Andy. It was excellent. The video quality in the three games of glory is significantly so better. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's high def. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is talking about the uh, halftime, like going into halftime, what the Steelers thought. 
half for the defending world champion. The Steelers predicted they would beat the stuffing out of the Patriots. But with a 21-point lead, it was the Patriots doing the stuffing. Jeez. <laughs> Owen should have stayed on the fucking cutting room floor. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is amazing. This deal is like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> it was the Steelers getting pounded in the ass. <laughs> and this, this is the one that, that uh, triggered my, my memory. It was uh, there, for those that can't see it, because this is obviously an audio medium. Others, uh, it's a, it's the video is a Steelers fan holding a sign that says Corey who because Corey Dillon didn't play in the last game. And this is the voiceover. On Halloween, Pittsburgh didn't get a glimpse of Corey Dillon. Now, after a long, hard look, they will likely remember his last name. <laughs> he has to spell out CBS on his sign, too. I can't make it out. It's like Corey Bet or something. Yeah, stay home or something. Yeah. Um, and then this was, I think, in the fourth quarter. The Patriots up by two touchdowns, and they had a, they got a, the Steelers got a sack. Inexplicably, the Steelers continued to preen despite sitting on a 14-point deficit. Patriots now taking their. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Which we've seen in in uh, past games with like the Steelers getting their doors blown off by the Patriots. I think like. Whatever that week one game was in 2003, maybe where the Patriots came out and stomped them, or 2002. After, yeah, after it was 2002, after the uh, after the Patriots beat him in, in Pittsburgh the year before, they opened the season against them and the Patriots blew their doors off and they were still like celebrating tackles for loss and something like in the fourth it's quarter. Joey down. Porter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Joey idiot. Porter. Yeah. yeah, he's an idiot. But the whole team is like that. Oh, yeah. Specifically, Joey Porter. <laughs> and they uh they actually had James Farrier mic'd up for this game. And he like he you could just like at the beginning he was so hyped, and he was obviously like the the type of guy who was super hyped like all the time, you know, he was like the hype guy for the team. Um, like the you know, the the energy guy. And like even at, at halftime, he was like, guys, we we can't go out like this. This, this isn't how it's gonna end. And they came out and got stomped in the second half, too. And he was just like, you could just like slowly see him kind of melting down throughout the entire game. It was fantastic. It was funny to watch him shut the fuck up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like getting less and less enthusiastic all the way through, which you could tell was, was really hard for him. Is this Troy Palomalu rookie year? I think it's his second year. Yeah, I thought they said it was his rookie year in the commentation, no, but second. this was his but second But he was year. rookie of the year last year, right? Something like mm, that. Uh, I think he no. was. No, I don't think he actually even started last year because I looked it up in like yeah, in 2003, start. he played 16 games but didn't start any. So this is his first year as a, as a starter. He's and a he was like, baller. yeah, and like an all pro too, I think. Like this was his coming out year. But mm -hmm. he got played like a fiddle by Tom Brady on the first touchdown pass, which we should probably talk well, about. Well, you want to give a, a quick rundown of final score? Yeah, all right, give it to me. Patriots win 41 to 27. And it wasn't that wow. close. Up 24 3 at halftime. Steelers made a kind of a run in the second half. Yeah. Got within Two five seven. yards of making it a one score game. Yep. And then the put, pit, Pats put them to bed. Yeah. So it really wasn't that close. No. It never Especially felt first like it was getting away from them. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, 41 points against the number one ranked defense in the league. 
when this isn't really an offensive team is pretty impressive. Right. It was actually, um, they said it. Do I have it? They, the Steelers defense allowed more points in this game than in their previous five games combined. I think it was the Steelers. I mean, Big Ben gifted the Patriots at least 10 Seven. points with the yeah. inter- Big, immediate interception and the pick six. Yep. Yeah. Big Ben was bad. bad yeah. Three interceptions looked lost. But the whole Steelers team, like, they, so they go for it on fourth, fourth and a yard mm-hmm. way early on the Patriots 40. They don't get it. The big best, uh, the bus gets stuffed. Yeah. And then immediately they throw that bomb 60 yards the other way. Yep. The defense let them down. Bettis let them down. Big Ben let them down. They're all just yeah. shit. It was a loud crowd. And then first play, Big Ben interception, field goal. Yep. Second drive, don't get a fourth down conversion. Immediate next play, 60 yard touchdown. Yeah. You're down 10 nothing and really never recovered. Then yep. you kind of get a little close and Big Ben throws a pick six and it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you're driving like in the second half, in the second quarter, right before the half. Yeah. It was uh actually, if you think about it, kind of similar to that Atlanta Super Bowl, right? Probably yeah. the field goal, LeGarrette Punt fumbles. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah. The other way, Tom Brady's pick six to Robert Alford, and you're like yeah. 24-3 or whatever it was. I was thinking that, yeah. And you're you're down 24-3 instead of 28-3 when I saw that score. I'm like, that's it's kind of similar actually at the half. But, it's most uh, dangerous lead in sports. 28-3. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in Luckily, the Patriots just kept pouring on because Corey, they thought Corey Dillon, they just kept feeding him the ball. He just wear him down. I thought that too, but I actually, if you look at it, Corey Dillon didn't have a great day. He had one good run. You know, it's a 25-yard touchdown run, which again, I think came at uh, kind of a sneaky, pivotal m- moment where uh, the Steelers had just scored a touchdown. Patriots were third and like 17 or something like that. And then they tried a screen pass to Kevin Falk, but he got held like blatantly. And so they got a five yard defensive holding call, got a first down. And then I think it was the next play, threw it to Givens, who caught the ball, fumbled it as he went down, and Steelers recovered it. But then there was a late hit on a Steeler. Uh, on a Patriot after the play was over. But the Steelers like, we don't give a fuck. We got the ball back. But then the play got overturned because Givens' knee was down and they tacked on the 15 yards. So now it's like first and first and 10 from the 25. Next play, Corey Dillon, 25-yard touchdown run. And that was just like an absolute backbreaker for that defense. See, I disagree. Really? You see, he didn't have a good game. 75 yards that game changing touchdown and then he was also like they were so keyed on Corey Dillon the defense I would agree with that first play of the game they come out and run an end around and it works really well because they're all Mm -hmm. geared towards stopping Corey Dillon and then to put the game absolutely away with that final touchdown they literally run the same play again because everybody's ready for Corey Dillon's run and they said got you twice bitch (laughs) it's true yeah but Corey Dillon also 24 carries 73 yards which is about three yards a carry so, like his are his yards were hard earned. The bus oh, yeah. who you think didn't have a good game, seventeen carries, sixty four yards. So about the same. There was some bullshit stuff at the end there. Oh yeah, yeah, there was. I don't think that was him though. I think that was uh, Deuce Daly. Although Deuce Daly ten carries, twenty six <laughs> yards. Not great. Not not great running, in general. Uh, I think the lone bright spot was Kevin Falk's seventeen yard run. In the fourth quarter, there. 
and he had a he had a fourth down conversion. The Patriots ran it on fourth and one with Kevin Falk to the exact same side that the bus got stopped to the left yeah. side of the line, which I thought was hysterical. And um, Falk picked it up because of course he did. That's one of those play calls. If it goes wrong, Greg's real mad about. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> the audacity of Bill Belichick thinking he's running the third down else. back on fourth and one from the shotgun. Yeah. Oh, Greg well, you know what? There was a, there was a play that to get on the Patriots play calling here. Here we go. It was Love in it. the first quarter, and it was like third and third and eleven. Then they got a penalty, went to third and sixteen. And in my head, yeah. I was like. Pats run a draw play here because that's what they do now. <laughs> yeah. But they like threw it down the field and had a chance at a first down. It was like oh, a drop, third. but that was a play where I was like, in my head, I was already like Pats draw play. That's Belichick. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Where, how do we get to the point now where we're fucking running draw plays on third 16? You know? Daniels risky, Greg. He's almost turned that over. You know, the hit was really well timed. The ball popped up in the yeah. air. Could have easily been an interception, but it wasn't, it could have been a first down. Throw the fucking ball. But it oh, wasn't. It's first down Charlie either. Weiss, right? It's Charlie Weiss. That's right. Charlie yeah. Weiss yeah. is second to last game, too. I can already tell. It and Romeo Cornell's was... second to last game. You yeah, all, Joe... all three of you guys are the same in common, Greg. Matt Patricia? Oh, no. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, hey, what's Matt what Patricia that really good at? Keeping offenses on the field at thir- on third down. I suppose, yeah. So, kryptonite, baby. I'm not. I'm not excited for the Patriots offense this year. Oh, I'm very excited. Shocking. <laughs> Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. I'm all in. Oh my God. And then Belichick's son calling the plays in the defense. Like, Love good it. God. You mean one of the top ranked defenses last year? Yeah. Until everybody kind of got injured at the end of the Nepotism, season. Dude. Yeah, they looked great in that playoff game, Andy. Well, you know, like I said, everybody was injured. It happens. Well, nice to see you calling into a lot of Boston sports talk radio there, Greg. Right, yeah. Dude, when when even the beat reporters saying it's going to be bad, that's when you know. So you're you're aligned with Boston Fuck. sports talk radio. Right, yeah. a good sign, Greg. Right, Jesus. No, I'm aligned with what's his name, the beat reporter. That narrows it down. Grease. My grease. Even my grease is saying it's ugly. Yeah, so when Mike Reese says it's ugly, you know he's not just like blowing it's not smoke the game. Up the season fucking started, Greg. Right, Mike Reese is. They've only played one preseason game. He's also saying pump the brakes because none of the players or coaches are concerned, and they're just like ironing out the kinks. And he's he's willing to give them some patience. Oh God, you guys, Greg Brown, no, not so. I'm I'm telling you what Greg Reese said. Your boy, Mike Reese, you're Greg. You're. <laughs> you're like fact checking you. You're He's like fucking Michael Felger, but the opposite, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to be. Got to balance this shit out. Get those two into a room or something. Our yeah. Felger on this podcast. Oh, and watch I will shank that bitch. I will shank that bitch, and the world will be better for it. No, you won't. You'll be extremely polite and probably be like, "Yeah, you're right." No, wow, not to Mike Felger. So great to meet you. Absolutely not. <laughs> Because she's coming Mass, on, it has how are to do you? With me. Thanks for coming on the pod, Mr. Maz. Maz, you fucking tool. Maz. How does Felger's butthole smell like? Your face buried in it. I don't think they come on this podcast. Andy, you're on Twitter <laughs> too much, buddy. That's probably true. Yeah, Twitter's getting to you. Yep. Uh, Twitter would, uh, wouldn't Twitter make me more negative about the Patriots? How many yeah, coffees? We were just you talking about Andy. smelling buttholes, just Andy. One. It was a big one. 
smelly buttholes is a very Twitter thing. You know, you're all worked up. You're all angry. Yeah, let that go. No, it's not going to happen. This this is my vent session, boys. I know. I can this tell. Is are you? What? We're like Andy's therapist. Oh, yeah. God, I hope not. Except we're not licensed, and we probably <laughs> do more harm than good. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, there's no probably about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of doing more uh, bad than good, uh, they're talking about Corey Dillon in this game and his time with the Cincinnati Bengals. Played seven seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals. And in 2004 alone, he had almost half as many wins as he did in Cincinnati. And he would finish. He had half as many wins this season in New England as he had in seven years in Cincinnati. So if he did the same season again, he's got as many career wins. So I looked it up. Uh, In Cincinnati, the Bengals went 34 and 78 over his seven years. In his three years on the Patriots, any guesses? More or less wins? More. Yeah, more. 36 and 12 in three seasons with the Patriots. So he had two more wins with the Patriots than he did in seven seasons with the Bengals. And 12 losses versus 78? Correct. That's the real number right there. (laughs) Not the wins. Just losing 78 games is only losing 12 of them. Yeah. That's like, uh, I think Tom Brady finally passed Drew Bledsoe for most interceptions on the Patriots. Something like that. Or, Or no, he tied him for most losses when he was on the Patriots with whatever it was. But he also had like 200 more wins or something to get there. You want to hear some of the quarterback names he played with, though? They're fucking yeah. hilarious. Give it to me. Uh, I don't know if it went this far back, but Neil O'Donnell, Jeff, <laughs> I think you Jeff Blake, Achilles yep. Smith, Scott Mitchell, John Kitna, Gus Farratt. So, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. That explains <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Good old Gus, dude. Was, Gus Farratt. Pretty that. sure I had like 80 of his rookie cards. Because every time was Ferrari, when I would collect football cards back in the day, every time you'd open a pack, there'd be a Gus Ferrat rookie card in there. I'm like, well, you just fucking throw it away. The fact that I have so many means he's not going to be very good because they wouldn't give you good ones. Yeah, that's filler stock right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like oh, we need to, we need to fill this pack up. Just throw a Gus Ferrat in there. Throw that's some, fun. throw some Gus at it. <laughs> seventh round draft pick. Why would he have rookie cards of them? <laughs> they had rookie cards of everybody, but he was filler, like Steve said. <laughs> Rough. Oh boy, Achilles Smith was a third overall pick. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I did not know that. That's huge bust. Yeah, yeah, not great. But you could hear Corey Dillon running the ball in like the fourth quarter. He was like fucking hype, screaming at people out there. Games were much in hand. He was ready for the Super Bowl. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was probably the most ready. Uh, oh yeah. But Although in that, in that uh, yeah, in the uh, three games of glory at the end. There was a nice shot of Belichick congratulating uh, one Tully Bentacane in there. TBC. Yes. Saw yeah. that. Yeah. And Matt Chitum sighting too. Yeah. When he was hugging Kraft. Yeah. It's pretty great. Hey, everybody plays a part, right? And yeah, uh, can I get some more, some better lighting here in this video? I like to see your face. You want to see my face? Okay, let's see what I can do. Yeah, he's in the car. Greg. Andy's in the car again. 
I am in the car. Yes, he's been relegated to the outdoors. Yeah, my child. Well, I, I, indoors, I outdoors. Yeah, and the sun is setting, so we're just seeing like a silhouette of Andy. Why do you want to see his face? Though? I was going to say well, it's probably better that you have the silhouette. Really, yeah, this is like yeah. a nightmare. It's just like a black image silhouette, <laughs> bitching and moaning. Yeah. Because <laughs> should I see in my fucking? Yeah. you can't really make out much more besides the chin strap. Yeah, good. That's all you're getting. I want you to. I want you to dream of me tonight, Greg. Wait, you don't dream of your brothers every night? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we all do. All right, good. As it should be. All right. All right. That was that so. one with Greg where he had these like massive feet? They were like flippers, but it was actual feet. It was fucking weird. No, no, that was my penis. Andy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. You don't. Know I have the same Greg dream all the time. Stuff of nightmares. Let's be real. <laughs> you big dick dummy. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about in this game? I got lots of best and worsts. I got. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got. I got a handful. Uh. Well, let's make fun of the. Let's make fun of the Steelers some more. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, whipping right. boys, dude. I'm not I, I have a theory. I have a theory okay. that this loss irreparably changes their franchise psyche forever because they were flying so high after this. No, they weren't, dude. No, before this, have been Ben. He's a rookie. Yeah, 15 so, one. Had losses last two. year. They were really good. They got beaten us by the in the AFC Championship game with Cordell Stewart. But then they came with with the and they came in our house and and ended our in, win streak. You know, well, they were like, we all right, this is our it. You know, if they win this game, I bet they they actually win the Super Bowl, and you know who knows mm-hmm. what happens. But ever since then, they just haven't been able to beat the Patriots bugaboo. We've been in the, we've been in their heads, and I think it traces back to this game. Hmm. That's that's not a bad theory. I don't hate it. But they had been like, to what five of the last ten AFC? They'd hosted five of the last ten AFC conference games. Correct, and it only won one of them. <laughs> And lost to the Patriots twice. So, I mean, they're kind of like Ben here before with the hopes, you know, maybe not big Ben, but you know, they're, they're kind of got that Eagles thing going where they're, they're right there. Yeah. But they just got this, this brand new quarterback who looks to be yeah. the franchise on a rookie deal and they can build around one him. this year. They only yeah. have one loss and that was week never, one. Never, never lost. Best yeah, defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, like solid running game, and you have this quarterback who looks like he can win games. It, it was basically it felt like a 2001 Patriots, right? Yep. Although probably more so because it's the Steelers and they're a well-run organization. They have a history of winning things when they put the pieces together. It's kind of funny seeing Big Ben look almost athletic, but still not. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, nothing really changed with him. Yeah, m- more athletic than he did. At the end of his career, but still not athletic. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but he like plateaus at this athleticism for like ever, and then right at the end he falls off. But dude, he's like this athletic for the rest of his career. There's nothing that makes me happier than watching Big Ben get like sacked because it's the least <laughs> graceful shit, and it's just like, <laughs> he just like stumbles around, yeah. and looks super awkward. He's it's amazing. I can't imagine rooting for someone like Big Ben. It's got to be horrendous. It's got to be exhausting. Because like he's good enough that like you have to root for him. You yeah, know? you don't want to move on from him, right? But there is just nothing likable about him. He's not like pretty to watch. 
He's ugly as sin. He's a terrible person. It's yeah. like there's nothing besides like he wins games. Yeah, he doesn't come across as like a great teammate or anything either. Like no. he's not that he's not well spoken. He's, yeah. He's raping chicks left and right, dude. Like <laughs> getting wrecked on motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah the motorcycles. Support him. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So have you heard how that motorcycle accident went down? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure I did in the, at the time. There is a thing in Pittsburgh, and this is fucking wild, called the Pittsburgh Left. <laughs> okay. um, and what it is, is if you're in line, you're trying to take a left across a, a lane of traffic, right? Yeah. And like you're sitting at the light <clears throat> and it's just green lights. There's no left turn light. Yeah. And the light turns, the oncoming traffic will wait for one car to make the left and then they go. Yeah. Which seems just stupid, right? Yeah. How do I know that? I don't live in Pittsburgh. Someone had someone who lived in Pittsburgh and tell me, oh yeah, that's the Pittsburgh left, you know? Oh, God. And he was doing one of those, and a lady <laughs> in the car coming in the oncoming traffic didn't think wasn't from Pittsburgh or something. <laughs> or didn't know about the Pittsburgh left. So he did the Pittsburgh left on his motorcycle and got plowed by like a lady in a Corolla, an old lady. Oh shit. Right. And she like was a... very looking the right. She's like, I saw the green light, I went go. And he just like his bike. Yeah, was like, I've right away. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his dick out on a motorcycle. Is it, a, is it a law or is it just like no, a it's thing. just like a, a regional no thing people do? It's supposed to be yeah. nice, like, oh, I'll let you go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cause people get like stuck in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. Yep. If you're yeah, yielding. That's interesting. <laughs> That's I so big Ben though. Not yeah, yielding it and getting in trouble for it. I looked into some of the um, the allegations, we'll call them. Okay. So just uh, maybe I'll go do a deeper dive later, but <laughs> can't wait. A couple things that are kind of funny. So there was two of them, if you remember. Yeah. The first one was in 2008 in Lake Tahoe, and he he called up by like a front desk lady, being like, "Yo, my TV's broken." And then shut the door when she walked in and like tried to like make out with her and shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and apparently, apparently he was so there. Sean Watson, but just skipping a couple steps. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so he was there like with Donald Trump, apparently. What? Oh. And he made it into fucking Stormy Daniels, like tell all book. <laughs> and she said, she said that he like tried to, he got introduced by Donald Trump to Stormy Daniels and she like rejected him. He like stood in the hallway and like kept knocking the door trying to like get in. So we could <laughs> do God knows what. Oh, we know what. Yeah. So then God that knows. chick sues him, right? That, that first chick sues him. And yep. while that case is still open in 2010, he's at a bar in Georgia and he has his bodyguard, like grab some girl by the arm and like bring her into a hallway and then when she got in the hallway, quote, his penis was out of his pants. What? <laughs> yeah. And that one's a, a legitimate rape accusation, like yeah. rape, rape. Right. And she went to the hospital and everything. There was like bruises, Whoa. like all this, like, you know, telltale signs of like an actual rape occurring. The only one officer actually like investigated the case. Yeah. And it turned out that officer had asked for like a photo with Big Ben earlier that evening. There's a photo what? of them two together. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, and he was somewhere on record as calling the girl a drunken bitch. <laughs> 
So small town in Georgia. Yeah. 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 I wonder so how that's gonna go. Yeah, that got dropped. No. Yeah, um, but the NFL still suspended him six games for like the con, whatever yeah, player conduct, conduct detrimental. Also, to yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it got dropped to four games for good behavior. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god. Uh-huh. And it doesn't make me feel great that, about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, oh Brian left, which got hurt in the preseason because it's supposed to be the first six games. Yeah. And then the day after they made the six games, four games because of a letter that Art Rooney wrote to Roger Goodell. Holy shit. Do we have a copy so, of said letter? Um, I, I didn't see it out there, but there were some so. quotes from it and like quotes from Goodell. And it's the most ball washy shit ever, dude. He's like, he's really shown growth in this offseason. It's oh, like, dude, he, he has two open cases against him. What do you mean <laughs> yeah. shown growth? Like, you're a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So n- neither of those look very good. And no. the fact that they happen within two years of each other. Yikes. Not great. Yeah. Big yikes. Not great. And then on the field, he decided to play way past his uh, expiration date. Yeah, and he's got like six chins, and he's fucking hideous. Yeah, <laughs> and he can't. And he's a big spike for, to save his shit. And he's addicted to alcohol and porn. Did you see that? <laughs> no, but I, I, you could just tell Dragon me whatever, and I'll believe it right now. Yeah, right fuck it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This that was recent. He was like doing some fucking talk. I guess he's like a Christian now. Wait, he he admitted to this. Yeah, he was giving some talk at some like Christian thing to like young people or whatever. He's like, he's like, I've been addicted to alcohol. I've been addicted to porn. I've been a bad husband and father. No, he's like, but you know what? I'm a Christian and fucking, you know, you got to stick that makes with it all yada, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus fuck. Just picture in your head right now, Big Ben jerking off, dude. Just fucking. Dude, why are you gonna do that? He's just grabbing his crank, probably the grossest <laughs> shit. Greg. God damn it. How disgusting, is that? How disgusting is that image? Greg, mom uh, listens to this. God. All right, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Point. Mom is not happy. I'm hammering home the point that Big Ben is a disgusting, despicable human. All right, so uh, the right wing. And I'm glad he us. threw three interceptions. I think they should have started <laughs> Antoine Randall. Uh, they talked about bringing in. Uh, Tommy Maddox at halftime. Mm. If Big Ben didn't play better, what was the uh, the quote here? Because um, he spent Bill Cowher spent the entire or most of halftime calming Ben Roethlisberger down, and then the quote was, "If Roethlisberger continues to struggle, you will see Tommy Maddox." Yes. <laughs> Tommy fucking Maddox. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Big Ben, uh, our buddy Tim, the intern, cut up some um, Boston Globe articles for us. And there's one about Rossberger. Uh, you might find this uh, just based on everything that Greg told you. You might find this pretty humorous. Uh, Rossberger recalled Snodgrass, who was, I guess, uh, somebody who he knew growing up, grew up with the idea of one day becoming a secret agent, perhaps working for the FBI. <laughs> to Snodgrass, that conjures up the idea of an no escape way. artist, a trait he saw Rossberger display time and again on the basketball court and football field. Quote, when you look at that wish, I mean, that's so him, said Snodgrass. You know, sly and undercover, always finding ways to do things that are beyond the norm. He's like a James Bond 007 or an oh. FBI agent thinking behind those sunglasses. How am I going to get out of this one? 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> god, god. Snodgrass said that. Snodgrass. <laughs> dude, a fucking FBI agent. That's Can't make a, this shit up. That's like a that's like an SNL sketch that I you know. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, the FBI agent. As an FBI, that's an oh, SNL yeah. sketch. That's just so fucking ridiculous. manhandling everything. Oh uh, yeah. Just an absolute clutch. ruining crime yeah. scenes, yeah. Just, just, yeah. just sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Undercover, quote unquote. Not, not being discreet. Agent at all. Roethlisberger, put your penis away. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, exactly. Uh, oh shit. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. And Greg, is this Royal Dot? You brought up uh, Randall L. Uh, he has some shit to say that uh, you might sour you on him as well, since we're talking shit about people. Uh, this is also from the Boston Globe. The X factor in the Steelers game plan could be Randall L. All the former Indiana University quarterback did this season was lead the Steelers in punt return yards, finish second in kick return yardage, and haul in 43 passes, second on the team, for 601 yards and three touchdowns. He also threw his first touchdown pass in the NFL. He wants to do more, so let's play defensive back. Quote, I'd like to get a chance to do that, said Randall L. with a laugh. Move over, Troy Brown. When asked who was the better all-around player, himself or Brown, Randall L. laughed again. Quote, that would have to be me, he said. That's, he's got to say that. The fuck yeah. that. Yeah, fuck that. He's got to say that. Yeah. What do you want no, him to say? Troy Brown? The Troy, guy yeah, you fuck yeah. That's if you're like, yo, Troy Brown's a goddamn pioneer. I hope to live up to his, his greatness. If you're a receiver, you're supposed to be super self-centered and think you're the best. That's how they... That's how they work. Still, uh-huh. fuck them. Fuck them. I like Randall L. No, not I, I used to. He's pretty crafty. And Heinz Ward. I like Heinz Ward, too. Fuck. Do you like Heinz Ward, Andy? No, fuck him. He's dirty. <laughs> I hate all Steelers. Just kind <laughs> I of like Heinz Ward. Andy's light. in the dark again. His <laughs> 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 light has gone out, and I'm just hearing, you know, fuck him. <laughs> Goddamn so commentators. Much. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So oh, hey, you want some more hate? How about this? Uh, fucking Bill Cower thinks he's hot shit. Uh, again, from the Boston Globe, the Steelers' Bill Cower will be coaching in his fifth AFC Championship game, his fourth at home, but he's only won one in 95 against Indianapolis. Asked whether he's changed his approach, Cower said. Any guesses? No. He's changed his approach? Quote, no, I think every game has been a pretty good football game. We've just been coming out on the short end more times than not. Fucking great coach. What an asshole. What a, what a prick. What a fucking loser. How, how dare he? What a loser. Who does he think he is with that mustache? Right? What a loser. What a fucking asshole. And that all right, let's 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 contrast that with uh Bill Belichick, a real uh, NFL football coach. Uh one question to Belichick to Belichick at his news conference yesterday was a softball right in the coach's wheelhouse. Quote, if the Patriots can play defensively like they did against the Colts. Belichick swung away. Quote, if we play like we did against the Colts, we'll get killed, he said. It'll be a lot worse than whatever it was out there last time because Pittsburgh is not the Colts. And the Colts are not Pittsburgh. You're talking about two totally different teams. Things that we did against the Colts, if we tried to do them against the Steelers, it would be 55 nothing. That might be if they kneel on the ball like they did at the end of the game last time. It's almost nothing that I would carry over or correlate from that game to this game. We couldn't make a bigger mistake than to try to do that, in my opinion. That's fair. Those teams are very, very different. Fuck it, all right. Almost as, as opposed to Bill Cowers, like, no, I'll just do what I do. <laughs> Who yeah. else you want me to shit on? Anybody else? This, 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 
This is ridiculous. What'd you think of the refs, Andy? Uh, they were fine. <clears throat> yeah. Jim Nance? You can't hate Jim Nance, right? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, like what do you think of the refs, though, Andy? Oh, the refs are fine. I like the, I like the personal foul called after the reverse Givens fumble. What about Jerome Bettis? You, you definitely hate Bettis. Right? Oh, yeah, I can't stand Bettis. Yeah. 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 He thinks he's good, but he's just fat. The fact that he's like fifth all time in rushing yards is is he crazy? He's just a sure. fat offensive lineman or fast offensive lineman. That's fucking bananas. There's no way he's fifth all time. That's get the fuck out of here, dude. He had sixteen. <laughs> you know what else I hate? Here. Fucking Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a. I actually had a, a football, not football, from uh, I don't know so which one it was. When you shared your screen. Uh, the it was uh, because right at the beginning of the game, Teddy Bruschi basically took Bettis on head first and just like stoned him like heavy. That was sweet. Uh, it looked like both of them got the worst of it too. Like that looked like a car crash. Um, but on the replay, I don't know which commentator it was said, uh, quote, he can load it up and put some weight in his pants when he needs to. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, just dropping deuces, baby. Just when you need to. Just, just put some weight in those pants, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Put some weight in those pants when you need to. You want me to take a shit in my pants right now? I just want you to, if you need to, just you can, you know, load you know, it up and put I some weight in your pants. I have expert sphincter control, Andy. I only poop <laughs> when I want to poop. I'll believe that when I see it. He's eighth all time now, Bettis. Jesus, how the fuck did Jerome? He Bettis does get play some? one more year after this. Twelve more games. How many yards did he get? Sixty-eight more yards. But nine more touchdowns. <laughs> that that's yeah. That's how I remember him. I don't remember him as like an actual running back. I remember this him as a goal career linebacker. high in touchdowns with thirteen. Yeah, bananas. And he had like because uh, the last game before this, the Steelers played the Jets and hung in there to win. Like uh, he actually, Betters had a fourth quarter fumble when the the Steelers were down. A yeah, Greg went over this last week about how the Jets absolutely blew it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also three field goals to win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> including one like at the end of the the game too, right? End yeah, it's like two minute warning and like as time expired, it was like yeah, seven yard or something in this fee- in this in this stadium. Uh, but yeah, Bettis went for twenty seven for one hundred one last week against the Jets, so he had a fucking legit game. Um, but a, that actually the talk about the missed field goals, Adam Minitari in the first drive of the game open the scoring with a 48 yard field goal which was the longest field you tied the longest field goal in Heinz Field's history 48 yards that's yeah. over four years right I think so yeah something like that yeah four that's years. Like, how is 48 yards the longest yeah. in four years by any, like by Steelers or visitors kickers like any kicker the longest is 48 well had the open end right it was like mm-hmm. renowned for being tough to kick in yeah 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 um, but the, and this game was a cold one too. It was the second coldest game ever to in Pittsburgh. It was thirteen degrees. Damn, didn't see only, that. that was surprising too. Yeah, I thought it, there'd be colder games in that in Pittsburgh. Right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, and all the uh, the um, three games of glory. The Pittsburgh defense is talking about like, oh, this is Pittsburgh weather. I'm like, well, not really. This is it's New England weather. It just happens to be in Pittsburgh because <laughs> the the coldest game in Pittsburgh was nineteen eighty nine against. These Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Interesting. I love how Andy thinks that we own cold weather. 
We do. We, <laughs> Other teams can't right, no, no. cold weather. Uh-uh. That's our weather, bitch. We don't own cold weather. We Isn't own your winning. Weather? Nah, it's our weather. We own winning. This, this, is, cold weather. this is Tom Brady's yeah. weather. Yeah, yeah that's right. It happens to be in Pittsburgh. This is San Mateo's own Tom Brady. This is his weather. Ridiculous. Feisty. I love this game. Andy's on one tonight, boys. This Playoff. is this is a great game. It's Andy at night. Fuck. Andy in the dark. Fucking mm-hmm. beautiful. That's right. Andy after dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't A-A-D. want that. <laughs> All right. Greg, you got anybody else you want me to shit on or want me to shit on before we do best and worst? Mm, no. All right. Then do you want to go first? Well, to Boris, actually. <laughs> Just seeing his name come yeah. up gave me shivers. Yeah. Me too. I didn't like seeing that. Yeah. To be fair, he didn't catch the touchdown and like the meaningless garbage time one, and he just he didn't celebrate at all, which is refreshing because they had been celebrating all game being (laughs) down big as NFL film guys pointed. It was like it was like real close too. Like he caught it and then just like dropped it. I'm like that was like almost not a football move when you got that. And that's very anti Plaxico Burris's personality too. Think of all the people that are going to be celebrating. Wait, dropping things? They get, instead of 21 down, 14 down with a minute left. It's I mean, I, I feel like him dropping things by accident and mm-hmm. having them backfire it on him. Seemed was, to, uh... Yeah, he tried to tuck it in his waistband a little bit. <laughs> and just slip right out. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you knew where I was going with that. All right. Greg, you want to do your best and worst? Give me some yeah, best and worst. Yeah, go first because you guys probably have more than me. So my best oh, is going to be like celebrations from this game. Mm. The the pick six from Rodney Harrison. So that mm-hmm. came, it was like 17, three. It was coming like towards the end of the half. Yep. Steals driving. Steals a drive in pick six, like an 80 yard return. And it's like Harrison and Vrabel with big Ben, the last guy back and big Ben's mm-hmm. trying to like run with them and like turn and turn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome to watch. And then yeah. Vrabel just like dumps him yeah. and goes down like a bag of fucking potatoes. <laughs> Super awkward. Fall. Vrabel up in the process. Yeah. So, so like Harrison has like no one within 20 yards of him as he's going in. So he like literally walks the last five yards. Literally. Just staring up and just like starts stomping as he crosses <laughs> the line and just like staring up into the crowd. And is like, you guys are done. 24 to three so and a half. See you later. I just yeah. walked in for a touchdown. Which is like an iconic Pats yeah. celebration. And I know where you're going with the next one too. Uh the Dion Branch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dion Branch also had a couple <laughs> sick touchdowns that was like super hype. Mm-hmm. The second one that like really put the game out. He did like yeah. the Tyreek Hill last five yards, like wave Just at the waving. defender as he's yeah. like walking over the goal line. <laughs> so that was another one that was and like, then. All right. That was once he got in the end zone, you started waving to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then there was a clip in the three games to glory where he's on the sideline, I think after scoring that touchdown. And he's like, where, where, where are all your towels? Where are you? He's like yeah. waving one of his white towels. Like, where are all your towels? Where's everybody's yeah. towels? And that's a throwback <laughs> to the 2001 too. Cause remember the Pats did it in that game too. Yep. On the sidelines, they were mocking the towel thing. Yeah, yeah. I bet everybody does, though. Yeah, so good for Dion for knowing his Patriots history. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but even after that, the first that one, the 60 bye celebration, generally, I'm not a fan of. It seems a little cocky. I don't think Bill liked it either. What side of that coin, though, that safety had him in open field, and I don't know what he just like stood there flat-footed in branches. Yeah. 
gave him a little wiggle, and he was absolutely right yeah. by him. Wasn't he? Also, like that by. was to go up by three touchdowns, I think, at that point. Oh, so. yeah, that was the that was the nail in the coffin, game yeah. over. That was it. That was it. Everyone, that's you didn't like the bye-bye, Steve. I loved it. Seems a little cocky to me. Just because it's I the Steelers, though. It, no. yeah, because the know. Steelers are the cockiest if, if, football team in football. Yeah, but if like if Tyreek Hill hadn't ruined it for me, I would probably like it a lot. I like it when Tyreek does it. I think it's no, hilarious. I hate Tyreek Hill a ton. I hate him too as a person, but uh, I don't hate that celebration, especially the fact that uh, the Buccaneers did it to him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was sweet. Winfield. Was yeah. it Winfield? That's all. That's Matthew? That's why I like it, because like you can can like turn those things around on people. Yep. You know, I fucking love it. Yeah. But even after the first touchdown. Dion Dion Branch was hyped that sixty yarder that put him up ten nothing. He was like oh, hopping around, like stoked out of his mind, and you could tell you're like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> this boy's happy. Yeah. Well, that sixty yard touchdown was the longest play, longest offensive play the Patriots had the entire season, and it's the longest play the Steelers have given up too, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, all year. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. You got a worst? Do we want to? Well, do you want to? Yeah, we want to talk about that play for a second because the the Palomalu aspect is interesting from that yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palomalu is obviously like you know, I don't know, he's a Hall of Famer, right? I think he got oh, in yeah. this year, didn't so? he? Yes, I was yeah. just there. He was there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And like, was an amazing player, but he used to do a lot of like off schedule shit, right? Yep. So yeah. he'd like he was the the high safety help for the post. Yeah. And you look at the replay, and he clearly like took a chance yeah. trying to undercut like a route underneath and completely left his corner out to dry. And yeah. Brady just threw it over the top. Yeah. So, like, that's the other side of the coin when it came to Paul Amalu. Is yeah. Brady, yeah, he's Brady awesome. knew how to bait him, yeah, into yeah, that, yeah. Hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, yeah, but, he, but his he instincts made a call and it was wrong, his instincts, yeah. yeah. His well, instincts, I mean, sometimes they're wrong, right. You can watch highlight clips of him just like timing the snap and jumping over the center to get a sack on what's supposed to be a like a running play. Those are my favorite things to watch. I love that. Yeah. And he I had like, like all sorts of that. And he's the only one that, that I've ever seen do that in any sort of consistency. Yeah, that's true. He was uh, the man. Junior Seo used to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it's because he would like run up to the line to like just get there. And actually, Rodney sometimes, Rodney Harris, not nearly as much, obviously, but he was no trying to jump that snap too. Um, but I think you got God though. Yeah, I think God. Paul Amalu is kind of almost a poor man's Ed Reed, and not to like take away from Paul Amalu, but Ed Reed was just like that, but except he never made the mistake. You know what mm, I mean? I would say Paul Amalu is more of a rich man Bob Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> rich man's Bob Sanders. <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to ask you to explain that because I know you can't. They're both crazy and instinct driven, you know? All right. All right. All right. Okay. Both sure. had crazy hair too. I'll give it to you. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. So my worst. Give me your worst. My worst is Bill is Cower. Worst? You're going to like this, Andy. I love it already. Not going for the, for kicking it. So it's, they're yep. down 14 in the start of the fourth. Is that right? 1329 left in the f- end yeah. of the third. No, right. right right at the beginning of the fourth. Yeah. So right at the beginning of the fourth. Yep. Yeah. And 3117. You're down 3117 and you have the ball at the 5-yard line, you don't get in in three plays and he kicks a field goal to go down 11. Yep. And what yeah, was the ne- what was also what are run, you doing? run or run 
post like the throw the fade and then run it again. Yeah. yeah. But then, then you have Jerome Bettis, who's like yeah. you have the second ranked rushing offense in the entire league. Yeah. If Jerome Bettis and you're down scored 14, 14 touchdowns with a quarter left in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Go for it, dude. Yeah. And well, yeah, what, what did the cameras show next after they kicked the field goal? The fans filing out of the stadium. Yeah. Because yeah. That's so it. soft though. They they all left so early. Yeah, None that's pretty bad to leave an eleven point game, but still, I mean they were leaving before that. <laughs> but that was when the exodus happened. That's a pussy move, dude. Yeah. I don't think anyone blames you if you go for it there and you don't get it. Like, there's yeah. not a fan in the world that's going to be like, oh, you know, should have kicked it. Also, <laughs> you, no one's saying that. Also, you have the top-ranked defense in the league. Yeah. And so you're going to – so even if you don't score a touchdown, you pin the Patriots' offense, who and admittedly – goal is saying, I'm going to trust my defense as well. And it didn't work. Patriots went on a big-ass drive. Yeah, the Patriots – well, the Patriots in the, in the fourth quarter put together two five-minute drives that both ended in scores, a field goal and a touchdown. Yeah. You still need two scores. Like, what's the point? So dumb. Yeah. Love it. Join the dark side, Greg. Both literally and figuratively. Turn your light off. Steve, best and worst. Wait, I don't think anybody is like pro Bill Cower here. Because the look on his face after Roethlisberger throws a, a pick, with like seven minutes left and they're down 14. <laughs> you're going to see it. He's like, oh, well, we're done. And that was like, I was there for when he threw that fake spike interception. Uh, that was the worst throw he's thrown in that stadium, but no, the one he that threw was awesome. back breaking pick was like the worst throw. I don't know. <laughs> and he overthrows him by like four yards right to the safety. And oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's exactly what he did last playoff game against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, so he's doing this every game. <laughs> yeah, this is what he's known for. Cool. Yeah, Eugene Wilson, two interceptions, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised I wasn't your best, Greg. I was leaving that. Shout out you. my boy, Eugene. Your boy Eugene. It's no love, dude. Now we're going through and getting into the fucking weeds. We realize how good he actually was that is correct he was great all right steve give us give us your best and worst bud i had other worst was the punting and which which they were like oh the the first half the Patriots dominated in every phase of the game yeah it was true except for the punting that's the one thing they were just terrible at well i will say this josh miller his former team pittsburgh steelers just throwing that out there so he was probably like a double agent for them because he punted to like saying. the 50 yard line twice. It wasn't great. Did not have it was a good fucking day. Terrible. Although that's probably why he wasn't a stealer anymore, too. And I also have a bone to pick with uh pro football reference. Oh. Uh there's nothing listed about Hank Poteet in this game. <laughs> okay. And he definitely has at least one tackle that I saw. He does, yeah. I don't know like what, and I didn't catch all of this. I don't know if you did, Andy. The commentators are saying oh, he's yeah. playing at like that pit the week before, or he was uh, like, working at a no, no, no. I don't know. Uh, he was attending classes at the University of Pittsburgh, and he was signed off the street eleven days before this game. And he was um, a former sealer who got cut, and he had two third down stops in this game. One tackle that you're talking about. And he also had a um, a hit on the wide receiver as he was catching the ball. So you call it a pass break breakup. So he had two third down stops all by himself. He even oh, yeah. went to Pitt undergrad. So he's like, you know his real name guy. is? What's that? Henry, Henry Major Poteet II. The second. The second. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> he's yeah, not just dude. a Poteet. He's Fuck. a Major Poteet. Major Poteet. <laughs> Henry Major Poteet. <laughs> Fantastic. It has him in his like career stats. There is 2004 with New England. 
I don't know if he plays in the Super Bowl or not. I don't remember. Uh-huh. But man, there's something we'll to find out next. Troy Brown was out there a lot. Troy, yeah. But like we're kind of almost used to seeing it now. The commenter's yeah. like, oh, Troy Brown's out there, and then pointing him out. I'm like, well, yeah, of course he is. Like he's he's the nickel corner now. Like, <laughs> what do you want? And they're not throwing it at him anymore. Have you noticed that? And then like he doesn't have a lot of tackles or pass breakups because they're not, they're like not going to him. Peyton definitely tried to pick on him. A little bit, yeah. But he was with successful with Stokely. A little bit, yeah. But th- I mean, I we like, haven't heard that in a yeah. while. Yeah, he's got like what three or four interceptions or something. So yeah, how would you throw at him? Right, yeah. That's silly. Why the lesson? Defensive back. Why not go after Hank Poteet instead? <laughs> Dude was in goddamn college class down the street last week, <laughs> taking economics. Third, taking third down breakups is what he's taking. Ridiculous, absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Fair. So is that your worst? Yeah, I have a I have a real curveball best. Oh, all right. My best is the Patriots losing to the Steelers earlier this year. Right. Not yeah, only because I feel it's hard to beat the same team twice and they got to experience them and they beat them. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine if the night courage wore orange was also the end of the Patriots winning streak <laughs> at like 38 <laughs> games? That would be fucking awful. Oh, you bring up a great point, Steve. I can't argue with terrible. that. That would have been, that would have been, been I think courageous. that, that would have been more backbreaking, I think, than just losing to them. Yeah, I, I think that may have derailed the season. I think he might be onto something. Yeah, they might. They would. They would just never mentally recover for that. But yeah. they already had one loss in the season, right? Yeah, they would so have been undefeated at that point. It would have been ahead of yeah. the Steelers. And instead of just one of those like learning experiences of like, hey, just don't get too fucking full of yourself because you can lose to this fucking garbage Dolphins team. Yep, it would have yeah. been way more than that. Kind of the opposite of 2007, right? Where they just they went and beat everybody and then like ran out of gas at the end and just couldn't put that last win together. That's right. Where I think if they had lost to the Giants in that week 17 game, things would have been different. Is this Rodney Harrison's only Super Bowl ring? No, he won last year. He won his last year with the Pats too? Yeah. 2008. No, no, no. uh, 2003, I'm saying. Against the Panthers. Yes. Because that was when he broke his arm and the picture of him in the sling with the confetti. That was last year. Is that your best and worst? That was it. All right. Uh, My best is, I'm going to say, this is perhaps Dion Branch's best two-game stretch of his career between this game and and the week after. Yes. Because he was everywhere in this game. He had the, the reverses, both went for big yards. I think he had like two rushes for 37 yards and a touchdown. And then he had whatever catches, and I think he had over 100 yards rush, uh, receiving the 60-yard bomb. He had another long one that he took an absolute shot from Palomalu. Like, oh, as yeah. he caught the ball, I, don't, I have no idea how he hung on to that. Like, that's something yeah. Palomalu jars loose, like, 99 out of 100 times. It was like, a clean was, hit, too. Got him yeah. right on the ball. It was but like, it was, yeah, exactly, yeah. on his arms and the ball. Were Literally, there. as he caught the ball, and he still hung yeah. on. I have no idea how he did it. So, absolutely, and this, and then he wins... I mean, you know, spoiler alert, he wins the uh, Super Bowl MVP the next week for setting the receptions record. Which is a great trivia question. What's that? Is he the, isn't he the only like, Patriot besides Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl MVP for the Pats? Yes, he is. Mm, no didn't Edelman win that one against the Rams? Did he win it? 
they didn't they want to give it to the punter? Oh, no, I think you're they wanted I, they should have given it to the punter. Um, but no, I think Greg might be right. Edelman, the thief that he is, also managed to steal a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he's stealing our podcast idea, he's stealing yeah. Super Bowl MVPs. What a dick. Uh, all right, what else we got? Uh, well, I was gonna talk about Hank Petit. We got that. Uh, my worst in the uh, three games of glory. Uh, Gil and or Gino, whoever it was, doing the commentating. They they, they had the radio commentators on. Gil and Gino, mm. top notch. Mm. Could not pronounce Troy Polamalu's name, <laughs> so he was Troy Polamalu <laughs> entire game, <laughs> which I fucking love. But uh, tough look, Troy Polamalu. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know. Eh, yeah. To be fair, it's only the third time they've seen him and called a game with him. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess so, but still, uh, you kind of paid to to know the names and shit like that. But I'll, I'll go with it. You know, fuck it. So, also, um, shout out to uh, the tuna, the big tuna, Bill Parcells. This big is another, fat tuna. Yeah, Boston Globe article uh, clip talking about Ben Rosberger. Now the NFL's hottest young quarterback, anointed early in the season by Bill Parcells as the game's best rookie quarterback since Dan Marino, the 22-year-old Roethlisberger, and the Steelers on Sunday night will take on the Patriots. So wasn't far off, except Roethlisberger actually won a Super Bowl and wasn't nearly the quarterback Marino was. Other than that, nailed it. There's somebody else I hate, Greg. That's for you. Fucking hate him, Parcells. Hope Parcells? he never gets... Big fat you, tuna. Do you think you'll ever get in the uh, Patriots Hall of Fame? Patriots. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. Yeah. Way more people. I am. Way more people. You gotta, you he know, brought the Patriots back to relevance. Yeah, but he's got a lot of people to overcome who actually, you know, won Super Bowls. Yeah. So you're gonna say never? No. Even after they get through all the dynasty guys? Yep, yeah, because there'll be a whole bunch of crew about to win Super Bowls this year that I need to get in. Well, there you go, Steve Brown. And then after that, once Belichick retires. <laughs> yeah, the more and more let's yeah. just keep going. We got to save room for Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. <laughs> I can't. Joe Judge, if Joe Judge is in the Hall Patriots Hall of Fame, I'll eat my hat on air. Okay. Wow, that's All right. great. What Which about hat? Joe Judge or Matt Patricia? Give us yeah, the, Matt Patricia? Right, fine. the odds here. Fine. Okay. If either of them are in the Patriots Hall of Fame, yeah. Greg will eat his hat. I might have to clip that. I'm going to send it to myself 10 years from now just to see. All right, you guys want to make some Patriots season predictions on our way out since we are about to start the new year? Oh, yeah. Um, Greg, I feel like this is the time of the year where we make a jersey bet. All right. What's the Vegas? Uh, I believe, I want to say it's nine and a half. Well, let me double check. Duh. Oh, just tell me what the fuck it is. Oh, it's eight and a half. Patriots eight and a half wins for 2022. All right, let's go 10. I'll take the under. You got the over. And what? 10 is a push? Yep. All right. You're going to set that that high. Confidence, huh? I like it. I think it's about right. I think it was 10. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think it was nine and a half last year. So I'm, I'm fine taking the over. Let's go. What do you think it's going to be, Andy? <laughs> 16 to 17 to no, whatever. 17? Doesn't matter. No, I'll be, I think I said uh, 14 and three on the season. 13 and three. Yeah. Jeez. He's the anti-Felger, Greg. Yeah. yeah. The team, Felger this is are going to be three and 14. So they'll, they'll start off slow. You know, they'll, they'll lose one of the games, Miami, some bullshit like that, you know, 
maybe maybe split with the Bills and then you know the rest of that's it's gravy. Game on, Steve. What do you, what do you think? I think about ten wins. I think they get they're they're pretty good early, despite everyone else's consternation. You know, they they go like three and one. They have a nice easy stretch there. Tisha Browns before Sean's back. Yep. And then the latter half probably on that Vikings or Cardinals game and the Bills game. That's really where it's gonna you're gonna find out if they're a really good team or not. But I think they can go five hundred, close the season out, get around to 10, 11 wins back in the playoffs. So all right, ten wins on uh, over under. Over. Ooh, all right. And Greg, you think under ten wins? Yeah. Okay. What do you, well, give me a number? Like how under are you feeling it? Like uh, eight, nine, nine, and eight. Ooh. Then you're a five hundred team. Wow. Greg Brown, the pissy little owner of the Brown family. Who knows? Yeah, ye of little faith. Right. <laughs> and, get some joy in your life, Greg. I did. I have plenty fun. of joy. I have plenty of joy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm. Andy, we just spent like an hour and a half listening to you fucking complain about everything under the sun. Yeah, and now I feel great. All right. Sometimes good. you just got to get some shit off your chest, and then you know I'm happy as a clam. I'm gonna go snuggle yeah, but... my little bundle of joy inside. That'd be great. Are these the things that are really on your chest, or is this just? <laughs> hey, I got I got nothing but love for everything else. Except okay. for fucking it's commentators like and referees. Here, yeah. What about traffic, Andy, and people driving? Oh, that's been in a car with you. <laughs> Are you really mad at the referees, Andy, or is it something else in your life? So, so what I referring your rage onto these referees? Would you like to know what mm-hmm. I what makes me mad? And it's one thing. Uh, Let's just, just start with what doesn't make you mad. Span- no, it's literally one thing, <laughs> and it's things that don't work the way they're supposed to. Hmm, and that includes people or the universe, Andy. <laughs> I'm mad at you, Steve. Is you it, don't work the way it, you're supposed to. Is it the way you were growing up? Did your parents were your parents nice to you? You tell me. You were there. I wasn't nice to you. Yeah, I, I know. Wasn't nice to you. Yes, I, I know. Was. That's why I'm taking out my rage on the two of you right now. Payback, bitches. Well, we'll we dive deeper next problems. episode. Yeah, we'll right? really get in there. We've said that a bunch of episodes. We'll put you under hypnosis, Andy. Yeah, maybe like, maybe recline that chair back a little. Yeah, right. Can you do I your can't. next one? From, can you put a couch in your car? The next time, I I can do my best. Yeah, I'll just record tissues. Put a pen on the table in front. Of I got some. I got some tissues. Don't worry about it. I think you can see you it. Do. Yeah, I do. I know what you do. Watching this game, I do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's next week, boys? I don't know. Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. The New England Patriots head to where was this game held? Indianapolis. That doesn't feel right. No. <laughs> Jacksonville. That sounds right. Ooh, That's Steve. right. All tell stadium. One stadium place, Jacksonville, Florida. 32202. We will see you then. As the Patriots take on the Philadelphia Eagles, led by Fred X, T.O., and Puke Boy himself, Donovan McNabb. Very excited to watch that. Yeah, yeah. get your puke buckets ready. God damn right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So until next week. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is on the Patriots Dynasty Pod. New material. Some new material. (laughs) Well, fucking keep keep talking. I'll find some. (laughs) Greg hates that clip. He's so easy to trigger. And you, unfortunately, our listeners can't see his face right now because it's the best. It was funny. It was funny. You know?
Yeah, but it's like the two thirty joke, right? The more you play it, the funnier it becomes. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely right. not. <laughs> definitely the Mick not. Brown school of humor. Mm. <laughs> it only has to be funny to one person, and that one person is me. All right. See you later. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>